Welcome back to episode 102 of the Run Culture podcast. Today, I have a great chat with the very friendly Kate Spencer. Kate Spencer is a distance runner from New South Wales. She trains with Ben Liddy at Central Performance. And I got to meet Kate in 2015 and 16 on an altitude training camp as I go into in the interview. And at the time, she was on the verge of making the Olympics and Com Games. She was a really budgeting, talented distance runner. She was only 21 at the time, but was running amazing times. And little did we foresee the next four or five years would be littered with injuries. And we go over that part of her story because I really hadn't heard much of it. So it was great for Kate to open up and hear about how she struggled with injury and perhaps pushed her training too much at a young age and how she's learnt to train smarter and she's now viewing the long term in her running and really enjoying it a lot more and uh, got a lot of cross training in her training and strength training as well. So she's a much more well-rounded person these days uh, and I really wish her all the best with her running career going forward. I think her and Ben Liddy are doing great things and um, yeah, with a bit more time, I can really see her getting back to the times uh, that she used to be doing if she really wants to do that. Um, but yeah, she really sort of exemplifies that running is so much more than performance and uh, she really has, um, uh, you know, cherished uh, just what running gives her um, from a, a, a life uh stress point of view and then also um the friendships that she's formed um so yeah it's it's a great insight to one of um, australia's best runners um and what she's been through and it's really inspiring for any other runner out there that's going through some hard time with injury and there's some really great pearls of wisdom that kate shares uh that i think um, a lot of chronically injured runners should take on board so without further ado here's kate spencer and here's our chat Enjoy. The Run Culture podcast has always been a passion project. It was created to share stories and experiences, to educate runners and to grow the sport. Ultimately, to show that running is cool. The podcast has provided us all opportunities to listen and learn from some interesting people in the running world. Welcome to the Run Culture podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I am an all-out running fan and an accredited running coach, a marathoner myself, and an experienced physiotherapist that specialises in treating runners. So, before we get right into the show, if you have enjoyed any of the previous episodes of the Run Culture podcast and they have added value to your life and you want to support the podcast going into 2021, then we have a Patreon page. It's linked to in the show notes. A small monthly donation will go a heck of a way to keeping the show alive. By doing so, you too can also feel fulfilled that you are doing your bit to promote and grow the sport. Also, for those runners interested or in need, links to my online strength and conditioning course for runners or run therapy, my physiotherapy clinic, are also in the show notes. Alas, enough from me. Here's this week's interview. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Uh, today, I'm very fortunate to be joined by 
um, a great guest um, who I got to know um, back in 2016 on a Flagstaff uh, running training trip. Um, she was going really well um, in her event, the 5,000 metres at the time, uh, only 21 years of age at the time, uh, Kate Spencer. Um, and then, yeah, I'll just introduce you. Well, welcome to the show, Kate. Thanks, Dane. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, honoured to be on the program. And yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what I wanted to get into was um, uh, I was really keen to share your journey because um, back when I first um, met, met you, um, uh, you were really striving to aim for uh, Gold Coast Com Games or even the Rio Olympics. And uh, in 2014, at just 19 years of age, um, you, you, I remember watching you run really well at the De Castella Classic um, uh, at Zadapec night and, and running you know, a real low nine minute 3K and, and you'd run a 15.32 for 5K at just 19. Um, uh, on that Flagstaff trip, at the end of the trip, you ran a 15.28 for 5K uh, um, after the, the altitude training. Um, so you sort of, um, you know, really uh, pressing selection, um, you know, for, for these Com Games and, and Olympics. Um, and then, uh, yeah, pretty much like if you look at the results, um, like after that, um, your name sort of goes missing. Um, so I wouldn't mind just like, and yeah, I've had Ben, ben Liddy, uh, your current coach on the show, and um, he was really complimentary of how you've managed um, your, your body since. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your story. Yeah. I think when was that 2016 that we went over to Flagstaff and then I did those races which ended in the was it the 1528 that's yeah. still my 5k PB um so yeah after that it was like it was so great 15:28. it was I was really happy with that I think at the time it was three seconds off the Olympic qualifier um so yeah, it was a bit a bit bittersweet um so <laughs> close yet so far yeah, after that, um, I came back to Australia. Um, I think I did the next race after that was the, um, was it the World Cross Trials? And I think I ended up third there, so I got selected for that team. Um, and I think it was a week or so before we were meant to leave. I think I got injured, so I couldn't, couldn't do that. Um, so yeah, I had the six weeks off, the usual, because I think it was a stress reaction. Uh -huh. um, and that was kind of the start of the injuries, I would say. Yep. So, yeah, I had the six weeks off then um, and then came back into running. And the old coach that I was with, um, he kind of really, kind of always rushed back into training again, I guess. And I think that was kind of the downfall. Yep. Um, so rushed back into training there was yep. always a race coming up that we always wanted to target. So kind of, yeah, just the rushing back into training and not giving myself time to slowly build back up again. Yep. That then led to the, like, injury after injury. Because, yeah, we'd always kind of do the same thing um, and then I'd just get injured again. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, after, like, it was a couple of years end of just injury after injury, so I didn't really get many races in probably between... 2016 to 2018. Um, so that's why I don't think I have too many results there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of after those two years of not really doing much that I kind of got a bit over it. Like I was, I was sick of always being injured and then 
yeah, it just wasn't very fun at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I had, I think it was six months off running completely. Um, I just kind of, yeah, had enough of it by that stage. Yeah. And, yeah, after I had a lot of time to think in that six months, and I kind of realized that, yeah, I still really enjoyed running. When I wasn't injured, it was fun doing it at the time when I was running. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of looked into other coaches who were out there. Um, and, yeah, I talked with a lot of people and, yeah, kind of um, met Ben because he was also my physio at the time. Um, yeah, that's how it kind of came about. I had a chat with him and, yeah, he seemed really great and I liked his his kind of attitude to training, not pushing it too much and, yeah, just having fun with it. So, yeah, that's when I started with him in 2018. Uh-huh. Started to get back to it. So, yeah. And um, what are some of the changes that um, you've made over the last three years with Ben um, uh, to try to stay um, injury-free? Um, like how is training look different now compared to what it looked like um, back in 2015 and 2016? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, also, I'm doing a lot less volume, I would say. Um, so I think in 2015, 2016, I was doing a lot of, like, I was probably running every day except Friday, so six days, and probably doing uh, double runs on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So it was quite a lot more than I'm doing now, uh, where I'm running five days a week, and then the days that I'm not running, I'm doing uh, cross-training to kind of supplement that. So I think just the, yeah, just the reduction in the amount of running I'm doing has allowed me to kind of become, yeah, be a bit more injury-free. Yeah, I'm a lot more sensible now as well. Like if I notice any niggles at all, I'll, I'll pretty much stop instantly because I know from the past that you can't you can't really run through them. If something's sore, it's not going to get better by continually running on it, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's that's um really mature um, response. Uh, we're even just like starting um, the, the podcast off-air um, you did mention um, just recently on the weekend at the Sydney Track Classic, um, uh, you almost got to the line, but then yeah, 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 um, you know, you blacked out, um, and then um, you obviously went to hospital to try to work out what was going on. Um, but then, you know, you just said, "Well, I'm going to have an easy week now, just to let you know, yeah. just to make sure that um, I recover and 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 you you know." Um, um, I come good. Um, I think like uh, a lot of runners, um, you know, when they first start, like they just back straight into it. Often, <laughs> like um, they don't, um, they don't listen to that. They don't have the um, patience, I guess, um, yeah. uh, to to make a decision like that. It's something that um, a lot of us battle with, and it's something that I think comes with time. Like when you have had a, a lot of um, time out with injuries, you start to um uh make some better more sound decisions yeah yeah i think um all those injuries have really made me realize what i need to do to stop it happening again um yeah it is hard i will admit like when uh something's sore or whatever you don't want to stop uh you want to keep going but you know it's just going to set you back down the track it's probably best just to take that one week or even like a couple of days off um that it resolves and then yeah get back into it versus just running through it and then having to take multiple weeks off 
that's just going to set you back even more. Yep. Um, I've noticed um, in like the recent like year or so, you are, your times are creeping back down. Um, like they are slowly creeping back down, even off, um, yeah, just the five runs a week. Um, it's just, it's, it looks like it's, um, it's working. It's just a bit slower, um, like gradual, like you gradually, uh, like what are your goals now um, going forward? Um, you're only 25 still. Um, uh, do you yeah. still have like some big goals with your running? Um, yeah, definitely. I want to get those PBs back down again. I want to break that 5K PB, which is yeah, 15, 28. Um, yeah, it has been, yeah, it has been a bit slower than what I would have, not what I expected, but yeah, I guess these things take time. So I've been running now consistently for almost two or three years. Um, and I have run a couple of 1500 PBs and mile PBs. So I've seen those times come down. So I know that what I'm doing is, is working. I think just the longer the race goes, it's just going to take more time to uh, get the training and work those PBs down, I guess. So as long as I keep, keep training, I think I'll get there eventually. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. I think, um, like I've certainly seen it as a physio, when um, runners start to take this kind of approach, um, you, you build this awesome foundation um, uh, and you, you, you gradually can tolerate a little bit more um, because your body's so so used to it, but it's almost like you've just got to like slowly, slowly uh, creep, it, creep it in, um, but then like still be mindful um, of the bigger picture. And um, it's, it's a tricky balance because you're sort of like, well, like I know I can get fitter if I just sort of, you know, uh, you know, train train a bit harder. But at the same time, like you you want to stay healthy. Um, so it's um, yeah. How do you juggle juggle that thought? Yeah, I guess with the five k, just because it is the longer race, um, you know, I probably do need a bit more training behind me. Um, at the moment, I'm probably doing about yeah fifty or sixty k's a week of running. Um, whereas back when I ran my 5k PB, it was probably up around 80 or 90. That might be why, um, I have a little bit less of that fitness, I guess, for the longer events. Um, but yeah, I think like cross training seems to work pretty well for me. So if I can just maybe incorporate a bit more of that into my training, um, yeah, who knows, maybe I won't have to do too much more running. Um, I think probably now just with the the background behind me of the three years or so of training, I can probably might be able to increase it a little bit more, but I guess at the moment, yeah, I'm happy, happy training as much as I am now. Um, but yeah, maybe I do need to increase it a little bit more just to run those faster 5k times. But yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, like you said it really well, like there's that accumulative effect of, of the three years behind you and, and you, you're slowly just building, that yellow pages of fitness um, and you know every little small uh, session whether it's a cross, cross training session in the pool um, like they all do gradually get there and, and count um, like I just think like you're gradually heading in that direction as well but everyone's in such a rush um, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you are spending a lot of time in the pool like um, I, I looked at your Strava um, that's, a, that's a lot of swimming um, uh, do you like swimming? Um, and, and how, like how many times in the pool are you a week? Yeah. 
Yeah, so at the moment I'm kind of using swimming um, instead of like a second run. Um, so I do it three times a week at the moment, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, I actually really learned to love swimming. <laughs> I, kind of, I find it really relaxing, like just chugging along. Um, yeah, you can think about whatever you want. It's a bit boring just looking at the black line, I guess, but yeah, I actually find it quite nice. And I find I feel a lot better after, like it kind of, yeah, loosens me up and yeah, so I don't mind swimming. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice. And then you've also, like, you, are you in the gym a little bit more than you ever used to be or not? No, like, um, uh, like, uh, you're working with um, Ben or Matt, Matt Costello a little bit um, as well. Do you do that weekly? Yeah, so I'm seeing Dave in the gym oh, yeah. um, a week. That's on Wednesday and Sundays. So I think in the past, I probably did gym as well twice a week, but it wasn't kind of as structured. Um, whereas now it's more structured around racing and kind of yeah, peaking at the right time. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely helped a lot. Uh, it's allowed me to become more more durable, I guess. And yeah, that strength is definitely helping um, prevent the injuries, I think. But yeah. And Kate, what are you doing outside of running nowadays? Um, like, are you working or studying? Yeah. Yes. So... I finished uni in 2019. Um, I just did exercise and sports science, which I think a lot of runners tend to do. Um, I really enjoyed that course, like the content. Yeah, it was what I was into. Um, so that was really enjoyable. But yeah, it's been hard, especially with COVID, just to find a job in that kind of area. Um, like the sporting environment, especially with COVID, nothing is really going on. Yep. Um, but yes, yeah, so at the moment I'm just working at a podiatry practice. Of everything like admin, marketing, um, accounts, that kind of thing, which is the job I had all throughout uni. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that at the moment. It's pretty flexible, which is good. But yeah, it's definitely not uh, a long-term career. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. Um, you're right. So many runners like um, are in the exercise. Um, science sort of realm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, like your your group that you run with, um, the the girls group, um, like you all look like you're pretty good friends. Um, and you like how how important has that been also, um, with just getting through the hardship that you experienced in terms of getting back from all these injuries and and just making it easier to turn up to training, even though. Um, perhaps like, you know, it, you know, you're not getting the reward for effort um, initially. Yeah, yeah, the girls I train with there, they're so lovely. Um, we're all really good friends. Like we hang out all the time outside of training. And so, yeah, just coming to training is just a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we're all really supportive of each other. So, um, you know, if someone's having a bad day, there'll always be someone there to kind of lift you up and make you feel better about yourself. Um but yeah, like there's always, we're all kind of different levels. So there's a few of us who are, uh, you know, at that state national kind of level and a few who are a bit, um, who are, like have different goals, not so much aiming for the higher, highest performances. Um, so I guess there's always someone to run with. Like if you're coming back from injury, you might be running with the, the girls who are, you know, towards the back maybe or 
yeah, so I guess that kind of helps, just always having someone to run with, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, how, how are the um, girls that you're running with, how are they all going as well currently? Like, um, what's the latest um, with the group? Yeah, um, so Izzy Thornton Bott, she, at the moment, she's been doing really well this season. She had a bit of a tough uh, season last season. She didn't do too many races. But I don't know what she's done in the last nine or ten weeks, but whatever it is, she worked. <laughs> yep. so she's run, I think, a 203 in the 800 and just ran a 417, 1500 PB. So she won our state. Um, and then there's another girl, Nicola Hogg, who I think I think she's 17 or 18, and she's just run a world junior qualifier in the 15. So, yeah, she's doing very well as well. Um well, there's Georgia Winkup, so she went to World Champs 2019, and then since then she's kind of had a few injuries here and there. But yeah, she's getting back into training again. I think she's doing a steeple up in Brisbane, Brisbane Track Classic or something like that. So yeah, everyone seems to be going pretty well at the moment, which is good. Nice. And um, with the recent uh, state New South Wales championships, um, uh, you came fourth, was it? Um, uh, yeah. and, and ran, was it 4.19 uh, for the 15? Yeah, 4.19. Yeah. So how, how was that? Um, like, uh, um, like if you look at your progression in, in 2018, um, you know, you sort of like ha- came off that six months off running um, and yeah. your times were, you know, a bit behind from what they used to be. Like your 1,500 sort of ballooned out to 4.51, I think I, I saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think I saw that in there. Uh, or it might have been um, four, or four thirty-three, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah, but then, but then, like you've, 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 and then yeah, yeah, you had a three k sort of, um, sort of like nine fifty, fifty something in there, um, and then you just steadily chipped away, and and um, yeah, you've got yourself back down to. Uh, I saw that you did a 9.15 for the New South Wales 3K champs at the end of last year, um, yeah. uh, which is fantastic. Like, that's really um, rolling along again. Um, and then, yeah, uh, 4.19 and, um, you know, quite competitive in the 1500. So, um, like, are you happy with where you're at now? Yeah, like, it has been good to see those times come down uh, slowly, I guess. Um when I firstly started with Ben in 2018, I definitely wasn't in it for the competitiveness. I just wanted to get back into running, um, just kind of enjoy running again. And so, yeah, running those, I think it was like 9.50 and 4.30 or 4.40, whatever it was for the 1500. Um, I wasn't really, it was like a bit of a shock, but I was I guess I wasn't too disappointed with it um, just because I know I hadn't done much running. Um, so I guess every season it's just kind of been about um, bringing those times down slowly and um, just seeing what I can do. And this season especially, I've um, definitely become more competitive, just seeing those times come down. So I think the 1500 I ran at the state, the 419, was the fastest I've ran since I've run my PB, which is 418. So it was almost a PB. Um, and then the 3K was 915, which was, I think my PB is 910. So yeah. Not far off a PV there, so 
yeah, hopefully next season, if I just keep working at it, maybe I can finally crack those PBs, but yeah. And then like, just for the listeners um, listening in, what were most of the injuries that you were sort of succumbing to? Um, uh, like what, um, and then uh, what was sort of um, you, your your thoughts when you reflect back on that time? Like what, what do you think was, um, uh, like you sort of did mention, oh, you probably were sort of rushing back um, for, for races or, or, or um, uh, certain training too soon. Um, but yeah, what yeah. were a lot of a lot of the injuries that you suffered from, and and then what have you learnt from that that time? Yeah, so most of them were like bony stress type injuries. So a lot of uh, shin shin splints, um, shin like tibial stress reactions. Um, I also had a hammy like high hammy tendinopathy type thing, which took a while to get better. Um, but yeah, most of them I would say were the bony stress ones. Um, so with those ones, yeah, you can't run through them. So yeah, pretty much now, whenever I feel any kind of niggle, um, I always kind of jump to the worst, like think about what it would be. Um, and then, yeah, that kind of makes me step back and go, yeah, I probably should take maybe a week or so off, a couple of days, just see if it gets, if it resolves. And then if it does, all good. Um, if not, yeah, I'll have to <laughs> see what it is, but yeah, so I guess it's kind of taught me to listen to my body and just, yeah, you can't really run through something if something's sore. So yeah, probably best just to stop at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, um, uh, like we, when, um, when, when you were getting those bone injuries, do you think it was a matter of, um, uh, too much training or, um, uh, too, too soon or, uh, like, um, yeah, do you think you were recovering well enough between, between training, replenishing enough? Um, like where do you think you fell, fell down and why was the body just, um, constantly sort of on edge and breaking down and, and not tolerating things? Yeah, it was probably, probably a mix of all of that. Yep. Um, definitely we were rushing back into training. Like it's, I don't know. I'd get injured and then I'd come back and then within six or eight weeks, I'd probably be back to full training again, which is definitely, well, probably way too quick. Um, I think as well, when I was cross training, you can get quite fit. And so when you come back to running, like your, your breathing and your lungs are there, but the legs and yeah, the muscles and bones are probably not ready to absorb that much training. Um, they're probably definitely rushing back into training was, a big mistake that led to a lot of those ongoing injuries. Um, yeah, maybe I could have done more with my recovery as well, like uh, eating a bit more or, yeah, increasing calcium intake or whatever. But, yeah, I think it was just a combination of everything that uh, just didn't really work. Yep. But, um, yeah, now I've definitely learned from that and I definitely take my recovery now a lot more serious um, than making sure I get food in straight after training and, eating constantly throughout the day and yeah, just doing the less training as well has helped, I think. Nice. Yep. And, um, and like, like you said, like you've been doing a bit more gym as well, uh, or more structured gym, um, which, uh, yeah, to, I guess, strengthen, strengthen the muscles and, um, so that they cope with the, the load. Um, 
And then yeah. you said you had six months. You just had to have six months away from the sport um, because it, yeah, it was um, yeah, just constant injuries. How important was that six months away from the sport? Like, um, do you think that when you reflect on that time, like that that was really important to to make the decision to to change coach and change track and 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 uh, yeah, I mean how. And, and, and then renew your sort of enthusiasm for the sport and then even just to allow your body to recover? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That six months was very beneficial. Um, I also did a lot of things during that six months, I guess, that I wouldn't have usually done if I was running. Um, I think, yeah, when I was running and training and um, going through all those injuries, I was always very stressed out and kind of everything I thought about was like, what am I doing that can impact my training in the future and is there something I should be doing today that's going to help my running um so that was quite stressful to always just be thinking about running and training there so yeah, that six months I had off was was good it allowed me to just relax a bit um catch up with lots of friends and yeah do things like that and not, not think about running or training or anything like that um but yeah after a couple of months or so I did get um not bored but I was like, yeah, I do miss running now that I think about it. Um, I enjoy going out for runs and like catching up with people at training. So, yeah, that six months allowed me to uh, realise that I did miss running and I wanted to go back. So, yeah, it was definitely beneficial. Yeah. When you first got back to running in 2018, you said um, the, the goal wasn't so much about competition and times and and getting better it was just to enjoy running and be pain-free and and uh i suppose yeah join go for a run because you enjoy it and um staying healthy and and fit and then you're socializing with the group that you you run with um uh like uh do you think that change of mindset was really important to to get to the place that you've got to as well now yeah so I remember when we were in Flagstaff, um, I roomed with Georgia Griffith. You probably remember her too. Yeah. Run knows her. Great runner. Yeah. Um, and I just saw during that time that she was just she's so relaxed all the time, so chilled out, um, but she's still able to run, like, amazingly fast times. Um, <laughs> so it kind of made me realise that you don't have to be stressed all the time. You don't have to be always thinking about running. Um, you don't always have to – everything doesn't always have to go – your way, I guess, to run a good performance. And so that kind of made me realise that, yeah, running doesn't have to be everything. And so, yeah, then in 2018, um, I just kind of wanted to see, like, maybe if I just don't take running so seriously and if I just have more fun with it to see if, um, you know, that will lead to better performances or, yeah, lead to less injuries, I guess. And, um so yeah, it just kind of made me realise that running can be fun. Yeah. And that it's fun. Um, yeah, often you're less stressed and, and better performances will come eventually. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's like such great advice um, to um, a lot of runners because there are a lot of runners that listen to this um, that uh, are trying to get better. And sometimes I think we try too hard um, and we almost... Um, uh, like you shoot yourself in the foot because you're just stressing yourself out, trying to tick every box, and and um, and sometimes, oh, I think um, 
more often than not, like if you've got a really healthy, balanced life where there's a lot going on, um, you're generally happier and so you're recovering better and you're adapting a bit better from training. Um, I mean, it's all in moderation, like you, you've, um, yeah. uh, like, uh, yeah, still got to have a bit of structure with your running, but then at the same time, uh, I think, uh, a lot of runners are, are so, um, keen to get better that they're, um, uh, sometimes they, they, uh, feel like they have to tick absolutely every box. And I think that can just wear you out, stress you out and, um, and then uh, perhaps you're, uh, in terms of how much you're putting in, it's not 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 that efficient, and you you probably perform better if you had like a, an approach where you you did have a bit more going on in your life and relaxed a little bit and um, enjoyed other aspects. Um, like, do you reckon that balanced approach is something that uh, yeah you've really really learned? I guess in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Um... Now that I'm kind of, I've got more going on in my life as well, like work, um, yeah, I'm going, like meeting up with friends a lot more often, um, and yeah, just having a lot more fun at training, and it's just making it so much more enjoyable, um, way less stressful as well, and like the times I'm running at training are similar to the times that I was running back in 2015, 2016, um, yeah, I've just, just showed me that you don't have to be stressed all the time, you don't have to be doing everything right all the time. Um, probably need to do it when it matters, like maybe towards, you know, heading towards a big competition or something, but yeah, you don't have to be thinking about running all the time to, to run good performances. So yeah, that's definitely something I've had to learn, but yeah. yeah. And I'd love to hear, um, what your, what you think, um, Ben Liddy, your coach, uh, some of his best, um, assets are as a coach and, and what are some of the, the biggest learnings that you've had from working under him uh, in your running so far? Yeah, uh, yeah, Ben is absolutely lovely. I'm so glad that I changed coaches. Um, like my other coach, Ken, he was lovely as well. But I just think Ben understands me more as a, as a runner and a person is like what I need to do. Um, so yeah, he's very patient. Um, yeah, like he hasn't really pushed me to do anything. He kind of gives me a choice of what I want to do, um, both in training and like what competitions I want to do, what races, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I can always go to him for advice if I need advice on anything, if it's to do with running, if it's to do with life, like he'll, he'll always be there to kind of support me. And yeah, so yeah, he's just super lovely. Like, like a second dad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I. That's great. Um, I think um, that that's a, a really good compliment to give your coach. And like, I think having a relationship um, like that with your coach means that you can share a lot of stuff and then they sort of know where you're at. Um, and then you're more likely to reach like a, a, a decision in training that's, um, yeah, you just like, you completely finger on the pulse, like you sort of know what's going on. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Um, in, in 10 years time, Kate, um, uh, what do you hope to have, um, uh, got out of your running and, and achieved? Um, like, cause I like, um, you, you, you've got really, you've done really well over the last couple of years to sort of, um, 
bring your performances back up like after having so many bone injuries like I think um uh what you and Ben have achieved has been fantastic um given um how many how injury riddled you were um you probably are in a challenging um spot I suppose like when you look to the future because it's sort of like um uh like do you do you not mess with something that seems to be working slowly and just um growing and uh and you just stick with that um, um, rather than meddle with like um, going down the same road that you've had in the past. Um, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are about, um, yeah, what you'd like to have achieved in the next 10 years time and, and uh, where your head's at at the moment. Yeah, so I guess um, obviously in 10 years, hopefully I'll still be running. Yep. Um, like I'm really enjoying running at the moment. And so I think if I can just keep having fun with it, keep showing up, that kind of thing, um, then the PVs and the performances will eventually come. Um, yeah, I would like to get down. I would like to bring that 5K time down again. But still, yeah, 15, 27. So if I can run faster than that, that would be great. Um, I guess I don't really want to put too much pressure on myself and aim for a team or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think if I can just keep keep running, just keep plodding along, um, running some PBs, then yeah, who knows what might happen. Um, in terms of the training, like it has, we have been slowly increasing it each, each year, slowly. Um, so I think if I can just keep increasing it maybe a little bit more, um, not getting injured, then yeah, hopefully that consistency will just lead to faster times down the track. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I think it's, um, like I'm excited um, about how you're talking about it because um, it's refreshing. Like I hear so many um, runners just focusing about the race in, in six weeks time and um, pouring absolutely everything into it. Um, and uh, like just, just having so much focus on the short term um, and then focusing so much on teams and, 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 and results, which like, they, they all can be motivating and everything, and everything, but then I think some people lose sight of um, uh, listening to certain signs or warning signs or, or listening to their body and um, uh, ha having enough flexibility. Like they become so structured in their, their uh, attempt to make a time or goal or, and, and then they just stop listening to their body um, and sort of um, they, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, it's really hard because running, um, you need to have a lot of patience, I guess. And, um, yeah. yeah, and a lot of us don't, um, but I think, uh, like just focusing on what seems to be working and, and sticking to that process and just slowly, slowly, um, as you feel fit, like, um, uh, stressing the body, but then recovering it and, and stressing it just a touch more, but, but to, a, to a, a stress that you feel like it's going to cope with. Um, yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, that, like that, just sticking to the process, I guess, and not, not, um, not getting so fixated on, on, on external sort of goals that can sort of suddenly make, stress you out and, and, and make you sort of rush things. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's a hard, hard one, but I like, I like that you're thinking about the long-term approach and that sustainable running, um, uh, because I, I think, um, then you're just adding like one page upon one page upon one page and 
And, you know, a lot of runners would have heard that analogy between the, the yellow pages versus the magazine and, and how the, yeah. the magazine so easy to rip and the yellow pages, you, it's so hard to rip. Um, and so you're just adding layer upon layer of strength in terms of um, uh, resiliency to injury, but then also layer upon layer of fitness um, just gradually over time. Uh, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great approach. And I think like, yeah, I've, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in a lot of other runners where if you just sort of have that approach and just um, uh, think, think sort of more about that sustainable layer upon layer that you often just, um, yeah, two years, three years, four years, five years of no injury, you're going to be performing pretty well. Yeah. I guess running is hard. Like it's, um, it's very objective. Like you've got a time and you know what you want to achieve. Um, yeah, I guess there'll always be, there's always going to be something next season. There'll always be another team you can aim for or another competition. And I think if you're just, yeah, like enjoying it and just being consistent with the training, then then the performances will come. Like it might take a while, but as long as you're consistent, you've got all that training behind you, then I think, yeah, the performances will come and yeah, you'll achieve your goal eventually. Yeah. Probably patience is important. Yeah. And I think like, like you obviously like you can set set goals and then you can um, periodize your training like you said with the the gym strengthening or or your running training so you can periodize it so that you get as fit as you can for that race but you're still working with your one self like um, you're still working with within your history of like oh I know I can tolerate that type of training I'm not gonna suddenly copy so and so's training because that's specific to them. Um, but I, th yeah. I think like a lot, a, a lot of us, like we can sort of try to go, oh, I wanna do this, make this race in, in six to 12 months time. So I've got to get this fit. So I've got to do this time. So you try to force it. Um, and and we're, own, we're dealing with our own body and our own physiology and it adapts at the own rate it wants to adapt at and recover at. Um, so there's, it's good to have goals, but you can only work with yourself and slowly try to work it up there rather than work backwards from that goal that might be too close in like, you know, it might be a good goal for three or four years time, but, but you're trying to achieve it in 12 months. And I think that's the trap that, you know, year upon year, like you said, there's, there's always a new race and, and, and then a new qualifying time that you have to try to achieve. Um, but, uh, and, and sometimes we try to force the issue. Whereas like sometimes if we let it come to us, like that's how, that's how you're, you're going to have that, um, that, that really ideal outcome because you've just sort of worked with your body and you've got then just, just naturally. And, and then you, you haven't got injured. So then you've had that layers of fitness behind you. Like, yeah. I don't know, that makes any sense no, to you. No, no, that does make sense. I think that's the trap I kind of fell into in uh, back when 2014, 15, 16, um, just kind of, yeah, just training way too much just to be ready for a competition that was probably way too soon. Maybe I was aiming for way, like an ambitious time that I could probably make if I trained uh, much harder than what I could cope with. And so I think that kind of led, yeah, my injury spiral, just doing too much too soon versus focusing on the big picture. Um, at the time when I was doing that, I wasn't 
yeah, I definitely wasn't thinking about the future. I was just kind of thinking about that upcoming race. And yeah, so I think, yeah, looking long term is much more beneficial to your health and yeah, your performances. It's hard though, because like you might be training with a group of runners where they might have done it. Like a few of those runners might have done it, done that kind of training for, I don't know, five or 10 years um and and they're all coping or or other runners just seem to be to 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 cope with cert, certain training um uh yeah it's 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 hard because it's almost like you don't know it until you've sort of um gone through a few injuries like that's how you learn so um it's, yeah. it's it, i mean like a lot of people go oh darn i got injured but i think you can like that's the only way that you can work out how to train your body and, and work out what's a suitable amount of training. Um, like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's tricky. Um, I think you almost have to go through um, periods like you did. Um, and I, I've gone through periods, you know, like similar sort of personal experiences. And then like I've seen a lot of other runners where they've, they've really learnt from, oh, okay, so that was too much training. And that's what too much training looked like for me. Uh, whereas for so-and-so they were coping, um, yeah, uh, because, uh, of different, um, different aspects that are individual to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is very true. Um, I guess I know now after those few years, what is too much for me. And so I guess if I hadn't been through all of that, I wouldn't know, uh, what kind of my limit is. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess that was important in finding out what, what I couldn't do, what was too much me to handle um but yeah 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 um all right well kate like um if there was um any like say further um advice that um you you'd, you you've really um learned like you've you've, you've get, given some great advice and and some great learnings i think for any listener listening in um but is there anything else that you'd love to sort of um share to um you know, perhaps a new runner um, uh, or like a super keen runner that's early in their career um, that you've learned, um, uh, yeah, that you'd, yeah, that you'd love to impart? Um, yeah, I guess so. When you're training, this is hard, but I'd probably say err on the side of caution, maybe, maybe slightly undo the training versus overdoing it. I guess if you're doing a little bit less um, you're less likely to get injured and you're just likely to have more consistency in your training um, if you're able to just stack the weeks and months together. Um, and I think in the long term, that will probably probably lead to um, greater performances um, just because you have that consistency. And um, yeah, it's probably much better than doing way too much, getting injured, doing a lot again, getting injured. That's, that's not going to help you in the long run. So... Yeah, I'd probably just get her on the side of caution, listen to your body and yeah, the performances will come eventually. Yeah. And a lot of people um, would would hear that and it would go through sort of one ear and out, out the other, like with, um, because like if, if things are working for you um, at the moment and you are, you know, running really well, which is what you were doing in, you know, uh, yeah, 2014, 15, 16, you were running really well um uh so it's it's kind of hard to to hear like what 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 do you think sort of um uh sort of really made you sort of 
realised that you needed to be more patient. Um, yeah, was it all the injuries? Was it the time off? Was it, um, yeah, all that frustration that you went through that really sort of, you reached rock bottom and you sort of, um, is that how you sort of um, learnt or like, how did you learn? Yeah, so you're right. If someone told me that um, a couple of, oh, five years ago or whatever, I would have been like, oh, what I'm doing now seems to be working. I'm um, running the fast time, so why do I need to change my training? Yeah. Um, but I guess after all those injuries, I think it was about about five or six in a row, um, it definitely got very frustrating. And I realised that something did need to change. I couldn't keep just training like I was before because that was just going to lead to another injury. Um, so, yeah, had to learn the hard way, but now I know. And, um, yeah, I've just had three or four years now of solid training no real injuries, so yeah, seems to be working at the moment. Yeah, um, and then with um, like some some sort of concepts and thoughts that a lot of people um, struggle with uh, when they are sort of impatient and frustrated um, about the how, how um, uh, like they just want to like achieve their goal right now, like so, like like. Um, uh, or if they are, you know, in pain and injured, like a lot of people um, use running as a stress reliever. They, um, uh, you know, they, they've spent so much time already, like invested in training for an event, but they're going to miss it because they're in, in pain. So it's that, that, that it's, they struggle to cope with like how much time and effort they've put in and, and that makes it even more frustrating. Um, you know, they might have... Um, paid money to race an event and then um, financially they're going to lose out. They lose their identity a little bit because um, running is such part of their routine. Um, yeah, and then they're losing fitness, so that makes them feel a bit, you know, you know unfit. And then, like, um, they might be always injured, so then they sort of think that they never can, you know, do this thing again. Like, there's, like, so many uh, thoughts that can go through someone's head uh, when you are always injured, um, can you reflect back on that period um, when when you were always injured? Like, what were some of those thoughts that were going through your head, and how did you tackle them and um, make yourself be a bit more patient and go, "Oh, this is going to be okay." Like, was it the six months off and just distraction, and or like what? Like, obviously, you you change change coach, and that was really good because he had like a different philosophy in terms of like with his physiotherapy background to get you back. Um, but yeah, what, what were some of the, the uh, ways that you tackled the, the thoughts and what were some of the thoughts for you? Yeah, so I guess you're right. You use running as kind of like an outlet. If you're stressed, you can go for a run or whatever. But when you're injured, obviously you can't do that. Um, and yeah, just watching other people race as well while you're just sitting on the sidelines. Um, very demoralizing and there were a few times that I probably cried. But um, I guess I used kind of cross-training as an outlet rather than running. I kind of found something else to do. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd go to bike or go for a swim or something. And it wasn't running, but um, it still gave me time to just kind of think about stuff and yeah, so I guess I use other methods instead of running. Um, yeah, and just 
um, hang out with friends a bit more, talk with them, that kind of thing. I found other things to do that were just as fun. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of a way I coped with it. And that six months as well off um, just made me realise, um, yeah, that running is ultimately what I want to do. And so if I want to do that, then there are things that I'm going to have to change that I can keep running, I guess. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kate, I've, I've been so wrapped, like, chatting to you and, and you sharing sharing your story. Um, and, yeah, like, um, yeah, is there anything else um, that, yeah, you thought would be um, nice to share um, or um, you wanted to talk about? Because um, otherwise, like, um, yeah, I just wish you the best because um, I think um, how you're going about it is, is great to see, especially as a physio, um, wish I saw more people, you know, approaching it um, with, with that sort of um, sort of long term sort of patient um, approach. Uh, uh, so yeah, I can yeah wish you nothing but the best. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to chat about? Yeah, thanks for having me, Dane. Um, I guess yeah, just be have fun with it because yeah, running is fun sport. So I guess if you're just having fun, the consistency will come. You want, yeah, you want to keep training and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's great advice. Um, yeah, you can really see that, um, like I think I mentioned it off air, um, just, you know, looking at um, a few of um, your group's Instagram photos um, and, you know, just outside looking in, it looks like the girls' group, you know, they're laughing all the time and, and you really are sort of, you know, good friends. And, uh, and, I, and I think... Um, yeah, you sharing your learnings in terms of just um, stressing less about, um, uh, you know, running throughout the day and, and having sort of more of that balanced approach that you sort of took from your six months off and your time with Georgia Griffith um, uh, can actually uh, help your running. Um, but not only that, make you enjoy um, a holistic sort of um, really fulfilling life as well. Um, so yeah, yeah uh, yeah, no, it's great. Lots of pearls of wisdom and, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for your time. Perfect. Thank you very much. No worries.